So I gotta wait for this nigga to turn blue. They like he's not gonna turn blue. So. <laughs> well, sure. If he turning blue, then you probably can call nine one one. That's what they said. They said bring that bring him back or call nine one one. I'm gonna bring him back. It it it'll take me. It I'll be faster to the hospital than uh, waiting on the ambulance. Research is uh, right up the street for me, so mm-hmm. I, I would rather just go up to research than wait for ambulance. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, we're not gonna speak that on the baby. But <clears throat> no, he's good now. He's breathing great. Okay. He's going through this ordeal, and all he got, all he got was like hugs and kisses. So now he's like super uh, clingy. Like when I get up, he pulls my hair, and I'm like, dude, I got shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. That's cute. All right, so um, you ready to get into these topics? Let's get in. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to get into the topics, but we got to get the pleasantries out of the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. Yes, you can catch us on. <clears throat> Let me get my <clears throat> white voice. <clears throat> I don't know if it's a white voice or just a proper voice. Anyway. Um, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now you can catch us on Twitch. Twitch, for everyone who likes to teabag their friends. <laughs> you sound just like the commercial. All right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, snap. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so let's get, let's get some positivity, um, in the show first and foremost. We would like... Lots of positivity. Yes. Yes. So, um, we would like to, um, congratulate Coco Golf. She won the U.S. Open recently. 19 years old. Um, yeah. And she um, she went viral uh, like a couple weeks ago because she had a um, she had a match where she had to like, you know, check the umpire. You know? And she, she stood her ground and she talked about what was right, what was, what was not right that was going on within the match. And the crowd was on her side. So... Um, yeah. but yeah, 19 years old and she won, she won the U.S. Open. So kudos to her. <clears throat> All right. Did you have, <laughs> did you have anything to add? Oh, no. Um, it's just, um, that little girl's a phenom- uh, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my research about her. She went pro at like 14. Yeah. She's been a boss for a long time, and, like, you know, she's been going through, uh, like, even being this good or that good, that young, like, um, she's been through, uh, in and out, in and out. She's, uh, she's racked up major deals. Uh, she's, uh, she's very well respected in the tennis community. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
I think black people, man, they they think uh, they think black people, all black people just are a product of struggle. And I want people to stop doing that because, like, I seen something where they was like, "Well, what she should do is worry about uh, taking, excuse me, taking care of the debts that her family accumulated to make her great." She's nineteen and been professional since she's fourteen. They ain't got no fucking debt, y'all. Right, right. Like, yeah, forever getting a check. Yeah, I saw, I saw that that somebody said something about paying off debt, and she was like, "I'm 19 and I stay with my parents. I don't have debt." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No, everything is taken care of. She's fine. Right. If she decides to do outrageous shit, whatever earnings she got, she has the right to do it, and she's young enough to make that motherfucking mistake. Right. Right. Blow a check and get it right back. She can do that threefold, ten, eleven times. You know. Yeah. And she's good. She's good. So, I have to yeah, come to the realization that like I am at the age where I could have had her at a respectable age. <laughs> That's the part that, yeah, like this lady is out here winning the U.S. Open. And I literally am at the age where I could have been her mother. <laughs> Respectfully. Right. right. At a respectable age. You would have been, been, been living high off the hog. Right. <laughs> and I think wow. since she was 14, since she was 14 to now, mm-hmm. when in the U.S. Open, I think they said her net worth is like $10 million. So if you just, uh, take away the taxes... And just everyday living, she still should have at least three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all her. Cause again, she doesn't have any debt. She stays at home with her parents. Like she, if she want to sit up and buy Twizzlers all day, she could do that. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Y'all talk about she should pay back the debt to her family. Her family ain't got no debt. They they've been living good off this little girl. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you know the the Venus and Serena movie taught me that. Uh, yeah. King Richard, yeah. <clears throat> Let that be a lesson to all of my um my um young or old black parents. Understand this, listen. Um, when you want to put your children into sports, you want to really start looking at all sports. I'm talking about. Even sports that you don't you don't even think about, because I mean, look at it. Tennis got this little girl to be not only a world champion, but um, but her family is debt free. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, start looking at things like that. Everybody ain't got to pick up a basketball. Everybody ain't got to pick up a football. Mm-hmm. Everybody ain't got to pick up a, ba- uh, a soccer ball. Because I used to tell people a lot of times. Um, a couple of years ago, you know, uh, get your kid in the soccer. You know, that's that's a um unknown black sport, but yeah, that's because I was in a demographic of me. Now I realize, um, soccer is really, really a black fucking sport. Yeah, it's international. It's a yeah. huge. It's a huge deal internationally. You know, and, but I've been I've been saying the same thing for years. You know, like to my godson, to my nephew now, like because my godson was in diving, my nephew does um, weightlifting and he's doing cross country to it. And I've been telling him like, 
y'all need to get into the sports where it ain't that many of us in because you're gonna because you're gonna exceed for one and you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Like so they automatically looking at you. <clears throat> and they're gonna be offering all types of stuff. You know? But you know. The, everybody don't listen to I just told my mama the other day, I said, man, I'm a uh I'm a for current into like a bowling league. Real young. And she was like a bowling league. I'm like, yeah. Just imagine if this nigga wanted to be a psychiatrist. You know, at Harvard, they have whole bowling leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, so if he was like a champion bowling, he can go to Harvard and study psychology off they dime. Because mm-hmm. he's just a good-ass bowler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time I think about bowling, I think about the movie Kingpin. I used to love that movie. <laughs> used to love that movie. <clears throat> but yeah but yeah but anywho um shout out to coco golf um definitely be looking out for her to see what more things she's gonna exceed in um so <clears throat> that was the positive moment everything goes downhill from there <laughs> Oh, that's so sad. That's, that's so sad, America. It really is. Um, where do we even want to start? Jesus. Um, <laughs> all right, let's start with some serious stuff. Um, Danny Masterson. So, um, <clears throat> if that name doesn't ring a bell, um, he was on that 70s show. Um, let me get the name, his name on the show. Um, he played Hyde. He played Hyde on, um, that 70s show. You know, he was like the cool guy on the show or whatever. So, um, now he's the convicted felon from the show because he, uh, was convicted of sexual assault and he, just this past week, was sentenced to 30 years now yeah now um it was three women um three charges and um he was convicted of two of them and he was convicted i want to say back in may and so um this past week was the sentencing now um a couple of his co- um, stars from that 70s show, Aston Kircher and Mila Kunis, who are married with kids. Um, they were approached by um, Danny's family to write a character statement to the judge. Um, usually when you do character statements, of course, they've already been sentenced. I mean, not sentenced, but they've already been convicted. But when you do the character statements, they... Um, are just writing to the person's character to um, try to get the person less time. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, those two wrote statements on Danny's behalf. The statements were made public. Um, I'm not going to read them, but uh, <laughs> it didn't work. He got 30 years. Now, what makes this that much worse is because they 
um, have an organization, um, Ashton and Amila, they have an organization where they are um, pretty much advocates for um, women who were, or not women, but people who were um, in sex trafficking situations where they were victims. So it's like, yeah, I have this whole organization where you guys are helping sex traffic victims, but then you turn around and write character statements for a predator, a convicted predator. So it's like, who are you really for? Are you for the victims or are you for the convicted predators? So they got a whole lot of slack um, for that. They ended up doing a video um, where they were saying, oh, we're for the victims. Um, we wrote these statements because the family approached us. Uh, we didn't think that they would be made public. Um, just, you know, hitting the key points that you do when a publicist calls you and tells you what to say. Uh, but nonetheless... They did it. If nobody put a gun to their head to tell them to do it, they did it. So, I don't know how I feel about them as a whole at this point, but it's some bullshit. It's, a, it's some bullshit straight up. Um, What are your thoughts? <clears throat> My thoughts is this. Foremost, Ashton and Mila should never have wrote any type of character statements. They should have completely stayed away from it. Yeah. The reason why I say that is because now this is going to, uh, ha how it's been played out is, it is drugs on that um, you guys were, or were a part of a big system of shit that was swept under the rug um, for years. And um, I don't think nobody's talking about it yet or you know the powers that be are just trying to keep it under wraps um but when i when i seen it the first thing popped in my head was well the only reason why they're doing that is because one she's brainwashing the shit and then two um this is what got them there in the first place you got to understand um ashton kutcher was uh um was a grown man. He was 19, maybe 20. Neela was 14, and they already had him kissing on camera. Uh, mm -hmm. And being boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, let's, let's, let's get it, uh, get into that. Like, you know, this is something that uh, the space they were in, in Hollywood, mm -hmm. is already, you know what I'm saying, that it's already been on that freaky Jason shit. And so you should already like know like this is some things you're not supposed to uh, speak about because you don't want people opening up those eggshells. Because now they're married now, both of them grown, true enough. Uh, they got kids together, that is fine. At the same time, it, if, 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 if we want to keep it 100 and keep it a beam with ourselves, she was groomed for a nigga like Ashton a long time ago. And that was the type of situation that they were in. And so she's a groomed woman 
to always, you know what I'm saying, the, 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 to take plea to a to a man like that, that would, you know what I'm saying, that would sexually assault a young female. Mm-hmm. She was groomed into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so she should have known better. Um, Ashton should have known better because you know the backlash is going to go into it. Y'all were two peas in a pie. Um, two of the girls you were familiar with. Yeah. You know, so it, it would been something that you should have never spoke on because you want your hands completely off of that. But yeah. that's what happens in, in that type of industry when they, they were so used to it, they didn't think anything was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the one um, accuser that Danny was acquitted from, um, from in the trial, she's been outspoken. And she's been making um, she's been making threats against Ashton and Mila about exposing them, you know, exposing what really happened on the set because she worked on um, that '70s show as well. And she's been threatening to expose what really happened to Mila and expose what Ashton really did on the set. So we shall see, you know. In regards to that, but I just feel like I feel the same way. They should have completely stayed out of it because this is the thing. Ashton, out of everybody on that show, Ashton is the the biggest star out of it. So for him to be anywhere remotely related to this situation, it would have blew up way bigger than what it was uh, already. You know, um, Ashton was the one that was trending. When all this came out, it wasn't it wasn't anybody else. It was Ashton. You know, he's getting the most backlash out of all of this because he's the biggest star. So for him and his brand, even if he did not have this organization, for him and his brand alone, he should have stayed far away. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, he's been he's been okay up until this point. You know, right? So. That's the part that sucks about that. But then in the same breath, we are he's slowly but surely getting exposed to who he really is. Because that really speaks to someone's character for you to write a character statement for somebody who was convicted of sexual assault. Yeah. I, I, in the immortal words of Randy Jackson, if, if that, if, listen, if my homeboy's family comes to me and tells me, hey, you need to write a statement for him, and I know He's going to jail for rape. In the immortal words of Randy Jackson, it's a no for me, dog. I can't I can't do nothing for you. I can't do nothing for you. And <clears throat> say say what you want to say, but I can't I can't do nothing for you. I can't do that. I'm not gonna go to bat for a rapist. And that's yeah. and this is the thing um in the black community that I, I really wanna emphasize, um problem with us is certain shit like that we be going for. Like, motherfuckers can touch their cousin and then you'll just move them out of town and then never speak about it. Um, We hate that when that happens to the community. Yeah, It hates that. We, we hate that. And so um, we should start putting people accountable for that. Um, just like Ashton and Mila should have put that nigga accountable for that. Hey, I would have straight up made a statement like, hey, if it is true, I don't fuck with dude no more. Mm-hmm. Period. 
I don't know mm-hmm. nothing about it. I don't know what he was doing. But if it comes out that that is true, me and that man ain't got no word. Right, 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 right. I mean, <clears throat> I would have definitely um, looked into it. Like, what what did the victim say? What was it that got him convicted? You know what I'm saying? And if it and if this it looked like that's what he did, and that's what he did, you know, like I'm not I'm not, not gonna right, have no, no right. I'm not gonna have no parts of this. Like you did that shit. No, I'm I'm I don't I don't want to know you anymore. I don't want to know you anymore because it's that's other other um other uh crimes is one thing, but when you're talking about sexual assault assault. You're violating somebody's personal, you know. I I can't get I can't get down with that. You know what I'm saying? That's something that you can't you can't get back. No, and it don't matter how many hours of therapy you you would never be 100 percent after something like that. Never. Again, um, call me weird. Call me whatever you want to call me. Say I'm strange or whatever. It is a it's always just a bad taste in your mouth when you hear about things like this. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's um, it's even more of a bitter taste when it's someone who is of celebrity status. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, because I look at it like you thought your fame was gonna keep you um safe from the world not knowing you was a degenerate motherfucker. Right. And for some strange reason, that irks me the most. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, like, a private detective or something like that, like, them be the niggas that, like, I would love the headhunt, like, because y'all have to be put under the jail. Yeah. Or even, or, or worse, you got to get a bullet to your face. Right. Because y'all hide under a celebrity and think that shit is cool. Y'all, y'all think y'all going to be unscathed because y'all hide under a celebrity. We've been seeing this for years, and I'm like, when is and when is people gonna really start um understanding that that's a uh, that should have a disdain in your heart? You shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't be a situation where it's one half of people siding with them and then one half of people not siding with them. It should be a bunch of people having the disdain in their heart because you played us to do some degenerate shit. Right. Right. Right, right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, um, do you feel like Ashton and Mila's brand can recover from something like this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh, only reason why I say that is because uh, a lot of people don't, I ain't really paying attention to this. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's a very few uh people uh doing this like like I, I i've said plenty of times on, on on this podcast um i'm a stickler on how people talk i'm a stickler on what people say um my girls say that's my superpower uh, my problem is i listen uh too much i always want to throw something in somebody's face so i always uh people are how or what people say um and how people say things mm-hmm. um mila didn't want to uh mila Kunas was not concerned about 
the victims when she wrote her statement. That that was a just get this shit over with so I can go on about my business type of fucking uh, flow that she had saying that shit. Yeah. Um, Ashton seemed more concerned. That's because Ashton got a lot more to lose. Right. He just like, man, whatever. Yeah, we doing blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. she, didn't, she was ready for that shit to be over. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm not 100% mad at her about that. What I'm mad about is that she put herself in that position in the first place. Exactly. But, yeah. I'm not mad at her about how she did it. I'm mad at her about not the, the situation. You not want to be there, that is fine. You don't have to be there. But because you are there, mm-hmm. stop thinking about yourself and put yourself in those victim situations. Gotcha. Also, put, your, put yourself in a victim situation and somebody that they probably admired or looked up to mm-hmm. chose to take the side of the fucking villain. Right. Right. You got more acting chops than that. You could have you could have really looked at that and sold that. Right. Both of them, for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I I wasn't bought at all. <laughs> like none of that was believable. Like you said she was ready for it to be over. He was looking like he don't know which way is up. And it was just like, yeah. "Why are we here?" Like y'all can say this because he has to play. He has to play the full blown dummy because if some shit blow out, he gotta be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. Like, dude, where's my car? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Um, D. Harrow is watching, and he said, "Right is right, and wrong is wrong, regardless of friendships." Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Especially right. when it comes to something like this. Like I said, like other. <clears throat> other crimes, you can you may can have a discussion about other crimes, but not sexual assault. Not sexual assault. You know, so yeah. You don't go to bed for listen. I would never go to bed for a nigga that I know did some shit, some freaky shit that they ain't supposed to do. And then in a state like Ashton, for you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not downplaying that man. I'm not trying to talk about that man. But what I'm saying is. I'm never gonna write a statement for a rapist to say that um, I feel comfortable having my son and my daughter around. Right. That's a goddamn lie. He for wrote one. that in the statement. Right. That's a goddamn lie. You're not gonna. You're not going to have a him super watch. Goddamn lie. Right. You're not gonna have the him uh, watch your kids while you run to Seven Eleven and get you a Slurpee. You're not. You're not. So yeah, like, cut that. it out. Yeah. <laughs> the way things are playing out, Danny Masterson is the dude that comes in your house and be like, damn, your daughter look real grown, my nigga. Right. You are not about to say, hey, sit right here. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to the store. Right. Like, you're not. No. Right. Right. You're going you gonna to pin him up against the wall before you kick him the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Um, But, yeah. So, Danny, don't drop the soap. Anyway, moving on. Protect the person, nigga. Right. <laughs> so. Danny Masters will be treated like sexy red out there. They'll be like, nigga, <laughs> that nigga dick hole pink. 
Right. Woody Woody Brown. Brown. Right. Fucking the dog shit. <laughs> Basically, like, show me what hand you used to touch them women. All right. Bam. So. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: news, a news flash to uh, y'all, um, um, child molesters and rapists out there, and um, you know, uh, mother killers. You know, because mother killers get treated the same. Um, that thing that that saying you gay and going to protective custody that don't save you no more. You know why? Because you got some real gay dudes in there that really love their sisters and their nieces and they and, and oh, their yeah. daughters. And, 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 and they, they gonna yeah they gonna turn you out, boy. Like yeah. I'm 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 gonna keep it 100 with you. Tell you, listen, if you think going to protective custody nowadays is going to save you. It's a whole different ball game, my nigga. Especially when you're dealing with like DC niggas. DC niggas been going to the feds since they was 12 years old, and they didn't they didn't get to spend time with their mamas. And their mamas probably died of cancer when they was 14. They've been locked up for 24 years. You think that that nigga's gonna let you walk around being cool and protective custody? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm keeping it totally 100. It's going to be an eyes episode, my nigga. You got them fucked up. Yeah, and if anybody know anything about them damn eyes episodes, child, I wasn't, I wasn't like, it wasn't like must-see TV for me, but when I caught an episode or two, it's like, yeah, so prison is not where I want to be ever in life. Thanks. (laughs) Like, that's not for me. We're not going to do that one. So what what are the laws? These are the laws to abide by. This list right here, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Hey. I feel <laughs> sorry for uh, Danny. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say it like that, man, because you ain't supposed to feel sorry for people like that. But I just feel sorry for him because you know Hollywood thinks protective custody is fine, and then they gonna realize that it ain't what it is. I don't know. I don't feel sorry for him. He, whatever comes to him is what comes to him. Speaking of another person that's in jail, um, <clears throat> let's go on ahead and move on to uh this Shirley Strawberry situation. Now I've been I've been kind of following this story for a minute. So um, Shirley Star- Strawberry. If um, that name does not um, sound familiar to you, it's probably because you don't listen to the Steve Harvey morning show. She's one of the co-hosts on his morning show, um, which is a. a and you know, you were you were born you were born past ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> right. But um, yeah, uh, the Steve Harvey morning show is a um, nationally syndicated show. Um, it's in a whole lot of markets. I want to say it's like number one in its market too. Um, but she is one of the co-hosts on the show. Um, back when I used to watch, listen to it, um, which was years ago, shoot, uh, Coco Golf was probably one or two when I used to listen to it. But, um, yeah, he, uh. You just I, keep digging that grave for yourself. I know, right? I don't know why. It's like you telling yourself, like, God. ah, man, shit, I'm just getting old. Like, stop doing yourself. I know, like, right? Stop. I know. I'm going to be that old lady that lives in a shoe. But, uh, <laughs> so she, uh, 
I never cared for her. I just put that out there. I never, I never liked, I like Carla. I never liked Shirley Strawberry. She was, she was annoying to me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the story is <clears throat> she has a husband. Um, his name is Ernest, but he goes by Ernesto. And um, he got arrested last year for doing a whole lot of shit. Um, he was like doing um, fraud, a lot of fraud. Um, and then when they see stuff, that's when they found um, some inappropriate things on his computer um, of the sexual nature with minors. Um, so he got charges on top of charges. Uh, and because she's married to him, her world start coming down. Um, not only did she lose her car, she lost her home. Um, she has a daughter who she doesn't, um, have a good relationship with because not only is her husband hasn't, has charges against him, um, as far as kids are concerned, but, um, has, he has charges against him in regards to animals too, along with the fraud charges. Like they just got a whole, he has a whole lot of charges. He ain't coming back out. Um, but the victims um, list includes Shirley's daughter and her children. So um, there's a there's an issue right there. Um, and he had a co-conspirator who they initially thought was his girlfriend, but um, now they just saying that he she's the co-conspirator. So she had. She had probably like about three or four charges, right? And she was able to get out. Well, then she turned around and started to act like his lawyer. And and they've been doing like um, meetings and stuff on Zoom. And she was logging into the Zoom meetings as his lawyer but, you know, they were questioning it and she wasn't um, tip top with her uh, with her scheming and she got caught up. So not only did she get caught up, but she got a whole bunch of additional charges because of that. So now she has about 30 charges. So like 26 of them is because she tried to act like his lawyer. So this has been like a whole sloppy ass mess. Right. Um. So recently, um, what has gone viral is the jail phone calls that Shirley has been having with her husband. In these calls, you hear, well, one of, one of the calls in particular, you hear her talking shit about uh, Steve Harvey and his wife, and so, um, so he is watching, hi, so she says, that Shirley Strawberry stuff is crazy, it really is, um, (laughs) (laughs) it really is, like, it has a whole lot of twists and turns to it, but, um, yeah, so in the, in the call that she had with her husband, um, talking about Steve Harvey, she talked about how she had went over 
to his house and um, how the house was really big and really nice and how they have all these different things in the house. And one of the things um, that she said was that he was winded going up the steps. <laughs> and it was like, how do you have a, um, a at-home gym and you're winded going up the steps? Um, another thing she said... Well, you, you buy a multi-million dollar house and then, you, and then you figure it out. Right, exactly. And so another thing that she said was that... Because uh, he asked... Um, he asked something about the wife, um, Marjorie. And she was like, well, no, she wasn't there. How you think that we was all around the house? Because um, she wouldn't have allowed us to be all around the house. And she was saying that Marjorie looks at them as the help. And, you know, she's not, and she's not a fan of Marjorie. So um, that came out, that went viral. Um, and this whole time, apparently she has not been saying anything on the show about her personal situation but now that these calls have gone viral um she had to she had to go ahead and address it on the show um and she apologized profusely to steve and to his wife um they ended up talking about it for like an hour and um, they accepted her apology. Um, then he tried to turn it on the black bloggers and how it's the black bloggers fault for this going viral and whatnot. Um, well, to be, to be technically right, Mm -hmm. he blamed it on the devil first. Yes. He blamed it on the devil and, you know, try to put two and two together. So I guess like the bloggers or, um, the black bloggers, Mm -hmm. Are the devils, right? They're demons and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, Excuse me. But it's funny how nobody's blaming Ernest. You know? It's the black bloggers' fault. So, yeah. Um, So, he also says, I've been following that along with the other stuff about Steve Harvey as well on YouTube. Yeah. It's been a lot of stuff lately. Yeah. Um, that's another thing that Shirley Strawberry apologized about because she was just like, you know, you all, she was just like, you and your wife got your own stuff right now, and now I'm adding to it, you know? So, um, yeah, sure. Um, what I found interesting, which I wasn't the only one, because I watched other people talk about this as well, um, she not once in this whole hour long conversation about what was going on, not once did she apologize to her daughter. You know, the I mean, the least she could have done was say, I apologize that you were even brought into this situation. Um, she did make it her business to say that she has um, started the process of um, divorcing her husband. She didn't say that she filed, though, but she started the process of divorcing her husband. So it's like, okay, yeah, did she, you... Yeah, those are, those are what lawyers call smart words. Yes, smart words. She definitely used a lot of smart words. I'm sure she consulted a lawyer prior to doing this um, on air. But um, I wonder, did she decide to go on and leave him when these tapes come out? Because not only... 
did the tapes with her and him come out, but also his conversations with his side chick, his mistress, came out. Exactly. You know, so his actual mistress, not the one that was playing like his lawyer, but he has a actual mistress. And those tapes got, um, got, or those tapes went viral as well. So it's like, when did you decide that you were going to leave him? It wasn't when your daughter, you know, talked to the police about her personal experiences with him. Was it when you, or was it when it was exposed that he had this, this side chick? Or was it when the the tapes all together went viral and now you've been talking shit about your employer? Is that when you decided that you should go on ahead and leave this man? Like, I, that's inquiring minds want to know what was the deciding factor? Because it wasn't when um, your daughter decided to talk to the people. It wasn't then because he, she's also on these tapes talking shit about her daughter going to talk to the police. Her only child. Let's, let's even put that out there. Her only child. So your only child has been violated by this man. Your only child and her children are listed as some of the people that he needs to stay away from if and when he does get released. And you just gonna stand by your man. That's what we're gonna do. Um yeah. I I don't I don't have any respect for this lady at this point. You know, like I just I just can't get jiggy with nothing like that. I don't give a damn how old your kid is. Your kid should come first in regards to shit like this. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Come on. But, you know, it's your man. That's your man, your man, your man. What are your thoughts? In the immortal words of Malcolm X, your chickens come to roast. Steve Harvey, your chickens have come to roast. Um, let's 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 just speak on the topic at hand. Okay. Uh, Shirley Strawberry. Husband went to jail a year ago. Um, while her husband was in jail, you know, before all this other shit came out, you know, she was really having full blown conversations, thinking that her man was coming out. Mm-hmm. So she was, you know, telling the truth. She was talking to her man, spilling her spill. That's what women do in a relationship. My girl does it all the time. Hello, Trent. Um, but no, she, uh, like I said, my girl does it all the time. My girl come home from work and then, you know, she talks about what's going on in her, uh, at at her job. This is, this was, uh, nothing wrong and nothing, uh, new. This is what happens in real life. Um, the thing with, uh, Miss Strawberry that gets me so much is, 
she never says anything uh, unless it's to um, help her situation. The only reason why the strawberry letter was about her is because she was trying to plead her case to keep her job. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't, it, she didn't speak the truth for none of that. Apologizing for some shit that you know in your heart of hearts, that's how you feel, is a false fucking statement. You're talking yeah. to a nigga in jail. You know what I know? I I, uh, I don't know if anybody else knows about this, but you know what I know? When you talk to a nigga in jail, you ain't got no reason to lie. What are you going to do? Find out? What are you going to do? Like, come get you? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, fuck, the fuck are you talking about? And plus, I'm going to keep it up being with every person that's listening to us right now. These niggas in jail, they, they already know shit before we even figured it out. Right. You know how many times my brother, my, when my brother was in the feds, my brother would call me and be like, hey, you know, such and such died. And I'm like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? And a nigga would call me 15 minutes later and say that shit. The same fucking day the nigga died, my brother would know Johnny on the spot before I even knew him. And that nigga was in the feds. So this nigga, Ernesto, he was just, hey man, he, he was just holding conversation with his bitch. Yeah. And she should have stood on that. You know, that, that, that's the one thing, like, uh, about this whole situation is I don't, uh, I don't care for her character because, um, one, she should have just stood on what she said. Like, I get you apologizing. I mean, you know, hey, shit, shit came out. I don't want you to find out. My bad. I'm sorry for you finding out this way. But I would have stuck to my fucking guns. Yeah. Now, I will say this. She didn't take back her words. She didn't take back her words. So, I mean, she low-key is saying that. I mean, I said what I said. But, I mean, it's kind of hard for you to take something like that back. I mean, that's how you felt. You know, and it's just like Again, I didn't want you to hear it. This, but... is why, this is why lawyers say you do things you 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 uh do things like say smart words mm-hmm. because um she did backpedal, but she used uh, uh smart words because what she did was she threw Ernesto under the bus. Yeah, she was she she started uh, blaming Ernesto. Ernesto yeah. don't work with me, bitch. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, like. Right. So I'm like that's the thing. That's, that's the thing that people need to understand. Like, um, Shirley Strawberry, um, regardless of what was going on with her daughter, even though the shit that's going on with her daughter, the thing I will say about that is, it wasn't. It's not their personal gain to have her back. Um, so um, Shirley is one of those people. If it's not if it's not for her personal gain, she's not gonna speak up on. This whole uh, strawberry letter, yeah, this is it, it was for a personal gain. One, she didn't want to lose her job. Two, she really wanted to reclaim her her life back without her her always being tied to Ernesto, even though she's still tied to Ernesto because she she keeps losing shit. Yeah. Every time somebody finds out that's her husband, she loses shit. Bitch been evicted four times. Um, bitch then got seventy six cars took. I don't know for real. I'm just making an assumption. Um, you know, the, uh, but you know, 
Everything's happening. Uh, the bitch, just, if uh, she asked for a double cheeseburger at McDonald's, they give her a McChicken because fuck her. She's getting the shit in of the stick. And so she just trying to clear face. And that's all it is. It's just a woman trying to clear face. And I hate it because um, she's clear. She's trying to clear face by uh, doing this uh, political talking or how uh, lawyers say smart words instead of just keeping it 100. Just mm-hmm. say, hey, this is how I felt about you and your wife. That ain't even your wife no more, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm glad you up from up under that bitch because if, like you, like I said, if she would have still been there, I wouldn't have even never got to see your fucking house, nigga. Yeah. Like some people just gotta, like when you're back up against the wild, man. You that that fight or flight shit really gotta come into fruition. And I'm just the the cough the cloth that I'm I'm, I'm cut from. We just gonna fight our way out of that. We mm-hmm. lose a draw. I might lose this situation, but I'm gonna fight my way out of. It. I'm never going to like soft play what I say. Yeah. And I'm not going to blame it on nobody else. I'm not going to... Some shit that I say to my brother and the shit come back to another nigga, I'm not blaming my brother for that shit. Right. Right, right. I mean, it just is what it is. Like, I, I said it. And, hey, it, I was... It was meant to say behind your back, but now that you know, it is what it is. Like, I, I can't do nothing about it. I just apologize how you found out. Exactly. You know? My but. thing is, that's why I'm so glad, and Jasmine can contest to that. She always tell me, man, you don't, you do not mind telling people what you said about me, mm-hmm. because I'm never gonna say something about you that I can't say to your face, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just, the key. That, that's always been me. Right. And that's the key, right there. You know what I'm saying? That's the key. But everybody don't mm-hmm. think like that, you know. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Everybody don't think like that. And the whole the whole situation is just, it's foul. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's foul. And, <clears throat> and you know, she's an older woman. You know, I think she's like 69. You know what I'm saying? So she shouldn't even be in a, in a situation like this, you know? But, um, you know, you pick the wrong, you pick the wrong type of people. And, you know, stuff like this occurs. I listened to a um, a prison call um, today where she's telling him, you know, when you get out, you're going to have to get your stuff together, man. Like, you, we've been together since such and such, and you've been, before this last arrest, you've been arrested how many times? Like, and if you weren't, arrested for this then this wouldn't have happened and it's just like why are you telling him this now why didn't you tell him this like the first time he got arrested or why wasn't that a red flag flag for you then that his stuff ain't together you know like and then if he's getting arrested for little silly stuff before the big, before the big arrest, like that's we. I mean, that would have just had me looking. If nothing else, that would have had my antennas up to just be on exactly. on alert on what the hell going on over here. 
that this might not necessarily be what I think. And then for him to have this credit repair company, why? Because like this one um, YouTuber that um, her her page does very good investigative um, research on stories and she comes with all kinds of receipts. Her, um, her page is called Chronicle Speaks. And she did an investigative reporting about this on a, on a couple of videos. There was one video where she looked into their finances, if you will. And they had one house that she was making or that she was, um, the both of them was supposed to do, um, several, several thousand dollars in rent. It was like $10,000 rent. They ended up getting evicted from that. And then they went to another house where they was doing um, about $5,000 in rent. They got evicted from that. Then it was like $3,000 in the next house. And I'm getting evicted from that. Then she had a house that she owned in California that she ended up losing. And it was just like, how do you have a credit repair company, but y'all keep going from house to house to house because y'all keep getting evicted? That, and then I was just like, how are y'all even getting approved with all of these evictions? How are y'all getting approved for all these houses? So it was like, he had to be doing something fugazi for them to even keep getting approved for stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, that, I mean, that to me just didn't make sense. Y'all keep getting these big, lavish houses that y'all can't afford, and you keep going along with it. Like, why didn't you look and be like, okay, now I can't afford this shit. You know, like, why wasn't somebody saying something like, none of that shit made sense to me. And, and then I'm just like, you too damn old to keep on being in this situation over and over and over again with this fool. You know what I'm saying? Man, listen. Listen. It, 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 the whole thing in a nutshell is this. Um, Shirley Strawberry is one of those motherfucking women. And I hate to say it like that, but just to keep it a total being, she just wants a man under her arm. She doesn't give a fuck what the consequences are as long as she has a man up under her arm. And she's one of those. Um, That's what it's given. She is not something that... Yeah, she's not something that we haven't seen before. We've we've all, every person um, listening to this podcast right now, um, the two hosts that are sitting right here right now um, with you guys, we've all seen this. This is a woman who is going to deal with this man because this man is, as quote unquote, deemed hers. She would throw her mother under the bus. She would throw the, excuse me, she'll throw the world under the bus, even though this nigga is wrong, just because she can claim him as hers this is this is what uh we're seeing right now right this is uh and like i said this is something that's not new to us um every all the book smarts in the world it's a lot of niggas and bitches out here that's plum dumb shirley strawberry happens to be a plum dumb motherfucker that that's what she has to do is kiss ass because shit comes out like like it did and now she has to backpedal because she fucks with piss-poor-ass people because deep down, she's a piss-poor individual. Yeah. It, is, it, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And, you know, and then on top of that, because 
it could have been every red flag in the world. It could have been a million and one people telling her to get the fuck away from him. And that was not going to happen until she was ready. So maybe this public humiliation that she's going through may just be the one thing that just got her, that just got her to the point where she's like, all right, it's really, the shit is really hitting the fan. I gotta go, you know? And sometimes you gotta hit a certain point, you know, even though you've hit checkpoints along the way that, another person would have been like, I would have been gone, you know, but sometimes you got to hit that certain point and whatever that point is, is whatever that point is, you know, and that's just what it is. Unfortunately, we can't, we can't make somebody leave until they're, until they're ready, even though they should have been gone or shouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, D hero is watching. He says with all her current baggage out there, I'll find it hard to listen to her laugh and talk about other people's business. Exactly. Exactly. Because one thing that she does, that's her thing on the show, is um, the strawberry letter. And the strawberry letter is people calling in for um, relationship advice. Mainly. Mainly relationship advice. And so they on there talking about other people's business. And then this particular show, she became the strawberry letter but it like d hero said it's gonna be hard to listen to her talk and try to give advice to other people when you going through your own personal hell that nobody will want to go through that probably is the worst strawberry letter that they could have aired you know so and that's but on, and that's only because she's never humanized the situation mm-hmm. and um Shirley Strawberry, Strawberry Letters, she could have human everything, well, not everything, but at least 50% of things that they talked about, she could have humanized that shit, she didn't. Yeah. You know, yeah, she sure. she wanted to be the holier, that's the thing, she wanted to be the holier-than-thou individual, and then end up backstabbing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing, it's, it's like that one meme to say, hey, Everybody's uh everybody can't be uh, uh the Jay Z and Beyonce relationship, especially if um your boyfriend is a drug dealer and you a CNA. I mean, that's the realest shit. Ever. Like for real, you your nigga can't push weed and you can't just be a CNA and expect to make boss move. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one that you are the boss. Yeah, it's like it's the same thing that happened with uh, uh 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 Sherry Strawberry. It's like you can't expect to have this holier than thou type of uh way of speaking to people when the nigga that you're fucking. Let's just let let let's just take all the professional shit out of it. The nigga that you fucking is in the streets. Mm-hmm. You better start humanizing shit, bitch. Or something gonna happen to you like it just did. Right, exactly. Like it just did. So, um, I mean, we gonna we gonna see, we gonna see, uh, because it's this is an ever developing story. Like when I first started hearing about it, I didn't think it was gonna go to this point, you know. 
Like, of course, Steve Harvey is drawn into it because, you know, she's on the Steve Harvey morning show or whatnot. But who would have thought that she would have been called on <laughs> on a prison call talking shit about him, you know? Right. And then um, another narrative that they was trying to put out is that um, these uh, these prison calls were retrieved illegally and that's not the case um according to chronicle speaks there is a way that you can get any prison call and it's under some act um i would have to go back and find out exactly what act it is but it's under some act that you can just request for prison calls and they can give them to you. So not only are they recorded, yeah. but they are public. They can be public. So, so yeah. Um, I was about to say, yeah, everybody know prison calls are public. That's why motherfuckers, uh, I, a lot of niggas always say, hey, man, watch what you say. Yeah. Yeah, like, we always knew they were, like, for me personally, I always knew they were recorded, and they can be um, used against you. But I didn't know that they can be so easily retrieved and it's under an act that they can, that you can get them. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, yeah. So, just FYI. Um, keep it cute. Just keep it cute. <laughs> um, Let's see. So, he says, I personally think it was a conspiracy and it was released to embarrass Steve Harvey than Shirley Strawberry. Um, it's possible, but um, being that there's more tapes, like he's only he's only been talked about on one tape. Um, I, I, I'm devil's advocate, so um, yeah. conspiracy to what? Conspiracy to what? Because we we all know um, to embarrass him. To embarrass him. Uh, to, em- to embarrass Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. The simp of the fucking decade. Or decades. If he's not already Nobody, embarrassed. <laughs> but he's like the, he the, think the, he's, the simp of the century. Yeah. But he Why thinks he, he thinks he he thinks he got, you know, the 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 pot of gold at the end of the rainbow with Marjorie. So He'll be a simp. You can call him whatever name you want to. He got the the pot of gold. You know what I'm saying? So that and, and yeah, and you seen that? And that pot of gold wants half of that shit. Yeah, allegedly. Oh God, let me put up. While we're talking about this, let me put up this burner show. Yeah, because uh, ain't nobody like, got nothing over here Steve for you. Steve's a sorry excuse for a masculine man. I'm sorry. I I, I just have to, I'm going to have to put it out there. Like Mm -hmm. the things that Steve was trying to tell people was a a real legitimate lie. And I used to laugh at women that that, that agree with that shit. I used to Mm -hmm. laugh at every, Derek uh, Derek Jackson, uh, uh, Steve Harvey, them was two niggas. That a lot of women have uh, unfriended me, blocked me, women I've known for years. Stop talking to me. And now shit is coming 
to fruition. And I, I just can't wait to look at any of them bitches and be like, y'all really be mad at me? Yeah, yeah. D Hero says, y'all really be mad at me? At least, at least what? D Hero say what? D Hero says she needs to think like a man. I, I, <laughs> see, you said D Hero said what? But yeah, and that's what we got her in the and, and fucked up in the first place. That's what I'm saying. Well, if she and thought that, like a man, she would have left tell him. Motherfuckers the truth. If she thought like a man, she would have left him as soon as uh, as soon as he got arrested. If she thought like a man, there ain't no man doing no bid for no woman. Well, nah, you know what a what you know what a man will stay for if he can get some money off of it. I and then again, this is my opinion. Um, she probably figured she was gonna come out of something, and then when she realized everything was hitting the fan and she was losing everything, that's when she quote unquote and started looking into divorce. She still ain't got it yet, right? Because a lot out. of things are still tied into Ernesto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know it's one of them that it it she's when she finally does that, she needs to have enough money because if she doesn't, um, she's gonna end up being damn near homeless and and, and sleeping from couch to couch because a lot of things are still under Ernesto. Yeah, 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 man. I'm sorry, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to to live comfortably getting evicted every few months, you know, and keep going into places that I know I can't afford by myself, you know, like I just I wouldn't have been able to do it, but right. but hey, you got to think that's why she was like she can't lose her job, yeah. Right. She can't lose her job because she put so much stock in this man. All of her shit is in this man's name. Like, this nigga is holding the keys to everything. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was handing over checks to Ernesto. All them Steve Harvey checks, he got put up in money. That's why, why she got to keep continuing to have these conversations and talk to this nigga so she can maintain some type of living. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she was doing that either because remember he was the he had the credit repair business he was supposed to be good with the money you know what I'm saying meanwhile you keep getting evicted and have to move every few months but yeah he's supposed to be good with money and, and help other people with their credit and stuff so yeah and then like in the call that I heard today when she was like telling him he need to get his shit together he was basically or she was basically saying like you know when we first met how you asked me about my credit. And, you know, I told you I didn't really, you know, think too much about it, but you should have been on your business about you um, knowing, like, if you got warrants and stuff. And it's just like, it sounded like she was, it sounded like she was a lick. Like, he was, like, looking at her as a lick initially, you know? Yeah. Because... You at you asking in the beginning, but then again, like he had the credit repair business, and he's supposed to be good with money. So yeah, I would I would be willing to bet money that she was handing over her whole check. 
And he's probably like, okay, let me do this with it and let me do that with it. I'm going to invest it. I'm going to make you more money. I'm going to mm-hmm. do, you know what I'm saying? You know, talking real good. Talking real good. Right. And, and now everything and is going to shit. Everything. Yeah, everything is going to shit. You know, she, you putting all your trust in this man. Yeah, and so the last thing she needs is to lose her job. Right. Right. Because, I mean, she's probably in debt out the ass. You know, so. I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll we'll definitely see because shit keeps coming out about this. So we'll definitely um be following up with this story. Um, the next thing is uh um a, a follow up story that we um initially talked about last week with um DJ Envy and Tyrese. Um, we do know that last week uh. Yeah, last week they um, did a Breakfast Club interview, and which was like an hour and a half long interview, and they were discussing um, their grievances with one another. So since that Breakfast Club interview, um, a lot of viewers um, didn't like how things went down on that interview, and I was reading the comments, and I. I noticed that a lot of people was like saying, hey, how y'all gonna be these mental health advocates, but y'all up here, you know, talking shit, making fun of this man for having a mental break. Like y'all kind of not, you know, walking with y'all talk or whatnot. Um, And, you know, um, Tyrese went to the internet um and expressed his concerns on um how he felt having that interview um it was a very tearful video that he did and whatnot um dj envy ended up responding on the show um basically saying that they didn't appreciate him going down to the internet having these feelings because they just had this conversation. We thought that we aired out our grievances and we moved on from this. But now you're having a problem with the with the interview when you could have just told us that you had the problem when you saw us. Point. I give them that. Um, but sometimes it is a um a delayed response. That's that's normal. Um so then we have Tyrese coming back to the internet saying that he went and he found, he went and looked up old text messages. He found some receipts and he was just like, you know, thank you. He was just like, you know, um, if you had a problem with me and your wife, and if I did anything disrespectful that I don't remember, it would be here in the text messages and I'm not showing anything. And furthermore, if you had a problem with me and you're saying that, hey, I just unblocked you like a month ago, well, here's conversations with us. If I was supposed to be blocked, well, how are we having these conversations? Point. I give him that. So then um, DJ Envy didn't like that. Him, um, Him and the rest of the people on The Breakfast Club ended up going um, on the show and talking about starting to get a little bit more into detail. Again, 
they have not specifically talked about what he exactly said or did that was that disrespectful. They keep talking around that part, but then they go into other things. Not only did they talk about it again on the show, but DJ Envy called his wife, Gia. She talked about it. And she talked about how cool they were and how he did, in fact, help them reconcile their relationship. Um, but she didn't feel comfortable going into detail to speak on specifically what he did or said. She just knew that things were being said, things were being said that you shouldn't say to a um a, a married woman. Um, and then in this conversation, um, DJ Envy confirmed that he does not respect Tyrese anymore, and that he um. He said something about, oh, well, I guess in a conversation that he had with Gia, oh, but if um if I was your man, I would have did this. Or if he was like me, it would have went down like that. So I guess he was saying stuff to that effect. So then Tyrese comes back to the internet again. You know, and now he's talking with a lot of bass in his voice. And just saying, you know, I've never disrespected her. As he should. Yeah. You know, right. And um, he was just like, you know, the the main person that disrespected your wife and your kids is you. You're the main one that disrespects your family. Total. That's a big point. It is one hundred percent correct in that point. Um, but it's a lot of back and forth now. Instead of them two men being two grown men getting back on the phone and airing it out or just leaving the shit the fuck alone. Like, y'all don't fuck with each other, then don't fuck with each other. But, um, yeah. Now we now we have this whole back and forth that's been going on for the past week. So, what are your thoughts on this? Huh. Listen, y'all. I'm not saying... Then I'm like uh, some type of uh, guru. But I told y'all niggas last week exactly how this shit was going to go. I told y'all, I said, these two tender dick ass niggas ain't going to let this go. I said, DJ Envy, what happened was. His girl felt a certain way, and then he jumped on the bandwagon because he had to, because of his infidelity. He had to be that guy. He had to play that fucking simp bro because he's already a tender dick nigga. I, I, I told y'all what was going to happen. So now we're watching this shit. Yeah. We're seeing what I said coming to fruition. I ain't going to let it go. You know what I'm saying? And they, 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 they don't fuck with each other. Like I said... At the end of the day, when this is all said and done, I said this last week, when this interview is over, these two niggas is not going to be cool with each other. I said that shit. Yeah. And we're seeing this shit happen right now. Yeah, yeah, because it was a lot of hurt. two tender dick niggas. It was a lot of hurt for them to just piece it up. Like, now. Yeah, it was too much. 
Miss um, uh, Tony, she said uh, Tyrese is upset. Is upset. Um, the uh, DJ Envy wasn't there for him in the same way. I believe Tyrese may been getting weird, but I feel behind the scenes during that time. He should have. You are a hundred right. You know why that wasn't gonna happen? Because this is a tender dick nigga who got caught cheating and needed another nigga to save his fucking marriage. So he's always gonna have that jealousy because that's what tender dick niggas do. I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. This is what tender dick niggas do. They uh, another man will step in, and what they do is they start feeling um, a certain way about this man because that man happens to be better than him in that situation. Again, like I said earlier, I am a stickler. It is my superpower on what people say. Mm -hmm. I listen to. Tyrese, I mean, not Tyrese, excuse me, DJ Emmy's wife, when he was trying to put that whole jacket on Tyrese of trying to get his woman. First of all, the first thing she said was, we stop, we, we. When a woman says we, it's usually because they've been coached in the situation. But we're yeah. going to move on past that. We stopped talking to him on two occasions. Mm -hmm. One, the first us. The amazing thing that he done for us. So that says right there, the first time we stopped talking, it wasn't it wasn't because of me. Mm -hmm. It was because of you. The second time she said, um, we uh, we uh, uh, fell out. We stopped talking because um, we felt he was being inappropriate. At the same time, she admitted that, yes, I uh, that was my friend. I had conversations in the bed right next to DJ Envy while talking to him. So how inappropriate can a nigga be? In my opinion, you know what happened? Is she was getting inappropriate, and he was being a man, and he was, like, checking certain shit and mm -hmm. saying, well, you know, if I was your nigga, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow this, and I wouldn't allow that. Yeah. But you know how people, like I said earlier, how people would put words to God. DJ, if I was your man, I wouldn't. He was saying that because she was doing that. You know why I say that? Again, I'm a stickler on what people say, y'all. She said, "I don't want to indulge in all those conversations." Mm -hmm. She don't want to all the way get there. She don't want to, she don't want to, when, when he said receipts, she was like, what receipts? Right. Right. She know it was some inappropriate shit on her side. Mm-hmm. She now, knows that. That's why it ain't gonna. Now, do you feel that the inappropriate stuff that me and you are assuming was on her side as well? Which I feel like our assumptions are correct. Um, do you feel that it was intentional or unintentional? I feel like, for me, in my opinion, it was intentional, 
but she wasn't gonna do nothing. She just mm-hmm. wanted to feel, and she just wanted to um know that she can pull another nigga. Or not necessarily that she needs to know that she can pull another one, but to show him that I can still pull. You may, yeah, yeah, yeah. you mean, may yeah, be you, on and, some bullshit. And, that, and that, saying it like that, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, you may be on some bullshit. You may think that you got me and that I'm still here, but this ain't guaranteed over here either. Because you thought that shit was real cute. But I don't think Tyrese even fell for that shit. I don't, I honestly, to be for real, for real with you, I don't, I don't think that Tyrese honestly did anything that would warrant what's going on now. And I know we like to look at Tyrese right. be, that sometimes he, he gets erratic and um, sometimes he may be out to lunch and some people like to make jokes. Some people like to blow off, you know, but sometimes Tyrese be on to something in the same breath. Like that whole stuff with Home Depot, I feel like Tyrese got a case. I honestly do. This right here, I do feel like he was warranted for that case. Yeah, yeah. This right here, I, I'm leaning towards Tyrese. You know, um, when we talked about it last week, we were on like, you know, yes, he went out of his way to help somebody that you know that he said God put on his heart to help because they weren't even that cool back then. And for him, like, you would like for somebody to do the same thing that you did for them because, I mean, he found himself in the same situation and no divorce is going through. And you would like for somebody to extend that that help that you extended to them. But in reality, everybody doesn't do that. Um, Yeah, you know, like, we, we said that last week, but uh, when we're finding out what the backstory is, it's like, DJ Envy on his light skin shit. I hate to say it, you know, and he and when and when you do fucked up shit, now you're on alert for the fucked up shit that can happen to you. So now he's at high alert. So anything he can ta- he can misconstrue and take it as oh he's trying to dirty mac me. Oh he's trying to get at my wife. And I honestly don't think that if. Tyrese was really trying to get at his wife. He would have done all that he did to try to pull them together. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been an easy way for him to swoop in. You know? So like, why would he go through? Why would he go all through that? You know? Excuse me. Like I said last week, if Tyrese would have tried anything with his wife, DJ Envy would have been said that shit. Mm-hmm. He would have been said that because I told you, DJ Envy is a tender dick nigga. And also, this tender dick nigga keeps receipts. Mm-hmm. So if it was, if, if it was really like, if it was really that kind, he would have been said that. I told y'all that last week. Yeah. So this old weak ass shit that you see uh, now with uh, him talking to his wife on camera, man. This is why everything I said to y'all last week is 100% true. Because 
if it was something really serious of what Tyrese was trying to do or what he thinks Tyrese was trying to do, he, he would have receipts over that. He yeah. doesn't. And even his wife said, I don't want to do, do, dissolve uh, or uh, uh, whatever big word with, uh, starts with a D. Um, <laughs> I, you know me. I, I, I always fuck up words. I have a Southeast education. Um, <laughs> she didn't want to divulge, excuse me, and to certain situations because she knew she didn't want to get into all those conversations because she would have been in the wrong. Yeah, she would have been in the wrong or it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And they would have looked like some petty-ass motherfuckers. And I feel like if it really was that bad, Envy wouldn't have interviewed him. He wouldn't have gave a fuck about nothing that Tyrese was talking about. Like, that interview wouldn't have took place. He would have, he would have 86 that shit so fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was some real... If it was some real shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, D Hero says she was vulnerable. Uh, yeah, like I said, even um, D Hero says she was vulnerable. Tyree serves served as a safe space for her. She probably felt safe with him emotionally and started oversharing. Envy opened the door when he cheated and then invited Tyrese in. I agree. Cause some, cause they did um, Breakfast Club Court, and some people did call in and was like, you know, at the end of the day, all of this is DJ Envy fault because you the one cheated. Had you not cheated, none of this shit would have occurred. Um, Tohi also says, due to the situation, um, it could that she was texting him with DJ Envy, and when he found out, he felt the way. Well, from what it sounds like, was that he was aware? Cause she said on the show that there would be times that she would be talking to Tyrese, whether it be on the phone or through text, and DJ Emmy will be right there next to her in bed. So, exactly. you know, um, he knew. He knew. And, so, yeah, and, 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 you know, unbeknownst to her, unbeknownst to her, that's the same thing that he said before she even said it. So I, I look at certain things like that, like, this is how I understand that this is all just a tender dick nigga moment. This is a nigga who, um, he was, he'd been dealing with this woman since they was in high school. Mm-hmm. He'd been thinking he'd been giving her the best dick of her life. He found <laughs> out she, he ain't doing it. He go cheat. And then Tyree saves his marriage. This nigga has a superiority complex. Mm-hmm. He is still going to be, and, and, and that's never going to change. That's what, what we see happening now. He still is like, you know, no man is ever for her. So he is going to be jealous of any man that she has. I'm I'm, I'm so glad that she's not, uh, uh, and I hate to say it like that because I'm not downplaying no woman of the industry, but like what she has to deal with different men because she would always lose out on deals because of DJ him. I believe that. I believe that. Like a mo- uh, uh, the nigga in Nike, the nigga in Nike couldn't be like, "Hey, um, uh, we can talk. Uh, we can talk this deal over a, a meal and some drinks." That nigga be like, "He trying to fuck you." Or like, or he would be like, "It's bad." Or he would be that kind that he would have to be included in everything she do. <clears throat> you know. Like he he know he knows that he was really about to lose her. 
And now he's like overly sensitive when it comes to her. But you did that to yourself. Because had you, had you yeah. done right by her, you know, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be here in the first place. And then that was part of what Tyrese was um, alluding to in one of those um, videos he did. You know, he was talking about, like, I know how long y'all been together. I know you don't have no prenup. I know y'all got, like, six, seven kids over there. Alluding to that if she actually leaves your ass, you're paying out the ass to her. You know what I'm saying? So you may want to tread lightly when it comes to her. And if he really wanted to take your bitch, he could have. And you would have been just sitting there with your tender dick and no money. So... (laughs) Um, so yeah, I just wrapped it up in a nutshell for him. You're welcome. But anyway, <laughs> so he says, I halfway believe he didn't. And instead he found out they were texting. I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Um, but either way it go, he, it, it, it would be possible if, yeah. if she didn't say that out loud. Yeah. Or maybe he was trying to paint that narrative. And then she came in and was just like, well, shoot. I would t- text him while I would be in the bed with you. You know? So. Tyree <laughs> said it. Tyree said it first. And mm-hmm. then she turned around and confirmed the shit. Yeah. Right. Right. D Hero says, <laughs> DJ Envy better be glad it wasn't Usher. <laughs> uh, don't leave your girl around me, true player, for right. real. Ask my nigga for real. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gia would have changed her name to Gia. I hate her name. Gia, oh my God, I hate that name. But yeah, Gia would have changed her name to Gia and would have been gone with Usher. It would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap. So, but yeah. But yeah, so like I said last week, we'll, we will be following this story Um, if anything more transpires. But yeah, but it's been it's been pretty entertaining this past week because they've been going back and forth like a tennis match. So yeah, um, man. But yeah, so um, that's them. So moving on um to another serious topic. Um, there is a YouTuber. <clears throat> um. His name, um, initially when he came on YouTube, was Justin J. He has since changed it to The King of Reed. Um, I've been following him for a really long time. Um, haven't watched him in a while, um, but I'm still subscribed to him, nonetheless. But he, um, a few years ago, came out as being HIV positive, um, what recently has come out, which in a video he did about a year ago, that's just went viral now. Um, he talked about in this video how he has condomless sex and how it is his right to have condomless sex. Um, there are other videos as well that he talks about how, because he's undetectable, he's not disclosing to everyone that he is, um, HIV positive and how it is 
not just on him to have this conversation that people should take their own um their own um sexual health into their own hands and it should the um the responsibility should not be on the um HIV positive person to have this discussion prior to sex um I feel like personally this is completely irresponsible um and to put that out there in the world and saying that like it's okay especially because he wants to be this HIV and AIDS advocate um he he puts himself out there to be this advocate he puts himself out there to be because he's he's part of the lgbt community so he puts himself out there to be an advocate for that as well he puts himself out there to be an advocate for black women all these types of things um and you're putting forth this rhetoric that it's okay to have condomless sex and it's okay to not disclose um this information to people that you're having sex with um and just only part that I can say that I can definitely agree with is that you got to take it into your own hands you got to take your sexual health into your own hands and you got to have these adult conversations no matter how cringe they are you do have to have these type of conversations um, you can't just automatically assume that somebody is going to offer that information to you. You have to ask. And then let's just be real. You can ask all day long and motherfuckers can lie. So you, so with that being said, you have to be smart about your, about what you're going to do in your sex life and protecting yourself is being smart. Because you run into motherfuckers like this that regardless on if they're detectable or not, they're going to have condomless sex. And that's just what it is. It is just so, I mean, it's just what it is. Um, What are your thoughts about this? Uh, my thoughts about this is Everybody likes raw sex. Let's just keep it 100. Everybody does. So I get it. I understand what you're saying, my dude. Um, you should be able to have raw sex. You should. You also should let people know your motherfucking status, my nigga. At the same token. Because it's one thing for everybody to be aware of their health that is great because we are we all of us are supposed to be aware of our health because we are aware of our health we should be have the privy to fuck with people to tell us what's going on with them because you feel like that doesn't have to be divulged you my uh my good friend and I, I'm going to call you my friend because you are my friend. We just 
we're just going to agree to disagree. But you, my friend, are now the villain. Because you can talk all that shit about, you know, you taking this and you taking that and it's undetectable and undetectable means that um, you can't spread it. That shit is not 100% accurate, though. Still a 4% chance. And I'm going to just totally 100, keep it real with you. Uh, that 4% that you fucking with, um, they might not uh, take it the way you uh, you think they're going to take it. That person that gets it, that 4% that could get it because they having raw, uh, unprotected sex with you, could be the same person that blows your motherfucking brains out. Facts. So you got to be aware of this. It is, it's always consequences to people's actions. Don't always try to be an advocate for things that you know that is outlandish. Now, I get it. You can be an advocate for women. You can be an advocate for your movement. You cannot be an advocate for um, not telling people um, what is going on with them as far as physically. You got to, like, you can't be an advocate on that. Um, I should be able to tell somebody what's going on with uh, what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. I should be able to say that. I, I should have the confidence enough to say that. Yeah. When, when, when people like him say things like this, like they don't have to tell them, it's because they have a fear and they have a stigma over what people going to say to them. You should be proud of who you are. Yeah. You should be proud of whatever is going on with you. You should be proud of that because you didn't ask for it. It was something that was given to you. And so you have to hold it like it's a badge of honor. Yeah. Just yeah. my opinion. I, I Like I said, it, 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 he is spewing the bad type of rhetoric. He yeah. is making people be ashamed of things. And because just because you do it and you know you take prep and you do all these things, your, your listeners do not do the same thing you do. Mm -hmm. So that means they're making way more mistakes. They're doing the same thing that the guy did to put you in this situation. Yeah. 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 Um, D. Hero says, um, didn't Vivica Fox produce a movie about this starring Leon? Um, no. Um, he says that movie cover, shake my head, starring Leon, same damn thing. Um, cover? is not the movie that um Vivica Fox produced that's talking about this. What happened in cover is talking about DL men. Um now at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, but the movie been out since 07 so you should have saw it by now. Um at the end of the movie, um Leon was HIV positive. Um, but what the movie mainly talked about was the whole DL situation. And um, at the at the end of the movie, Leon did disclose um, that he had found out that he was HIV positive. But this ain't necessarily the same thing as what happened in the movie cover. So no, it's not the same thing. Um, yeah, um, it's it's <clears throat> it's sad and it's um disheartening 
that people are really trying to stand on this soapbox and believe that what they're saying is okay with not disclosing it because they feel like they shouldn't wear the burden of disclosing or starting this conversation. And it's like, okay, it's not fair that you have it. It's not fair um, that you feel like you always have to be the one to start the conversation. And it's not fair that we, the ones that are negative feel like, or the ones that are even just thinking along this line feel like that you should always have condom sex. And it's not fair that you should have, that you should always have condom sex. There's a lot of things in this that's just not fair. I get it. I give you that 100%. I'm a Libra. We feel like things should be fair. However, in the same breath, me being a Libra, I understand that life isn't fair. Hell, I'm diabetic. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair every time I have to go through my ritual, as I call it, right before I eat my food, but that's just what it is. I have to go through my ritual and take my shots every time I fucking have to eat. Or I'm going to feel like shit. At the very least, I will feel like shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit's not fair, but life's not fair. And that's just what it is. So it doesn't matter if you're undetectable or not. You need to disclose that you have HIV when you're about to have sex with somebody. Period. Point blank. Full stop. End of story. Close the book. Next case. Like, and that's just where we're at. I understand that we are not looking at HIV like we did in the 80s and 90s. People are living full lives. That is 1,000% true. People are living full lives. There's people in their 70s and 80s that have lived with it since God knows how long. That is 1,000% true. But what's also true... That is facts. You're right. What's also true... And that is that this this is still here and this is something that can be prevented. And all you gotta do is just have a conversation. Sometimes you have to have sometimes you have to initiate hard conversations. And you may feel like the burden should be shouldn't be on you to initiate the hard conversations, but let's get it all out in the open. Let's let's talk about this. And then at the end. If you still want to have sex with me, cool. If you don't, okay. I'll find somebody that will. Like, let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not put this information, let's not put misinformation out there. Like, it's okay. Right. So. Let's not make your mistake everybody else's. Because in the situation that we're dealing with, we're dealing with a situation where, um, you chose not to uh, not to ask, and that man chose not to uh, divulge what was going on with him. Don't be the villain. Yeah. Don't be the perpetrator. Don't don't turn around and be the perpetrator. That man did that to you. You don't you don't have to turn around and do that to other people. Right. You know you can honestly be like boom. This is what it is. Move on about your business. Just, just to keep it a total beam with people, because I don't, I don't think people understand how uh, most 
of the world moves. Most of the world are going to do what they want to do any the fuck way. I I, I really want to, I, I don't really think y'all pay attention to this. People going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. So tell them the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. Tell them what it is and, and, and tell them what it, and, and, and it will be. Because people do what the fuck they want to do any fucking way. Right. Right. You are not going to change how they feel about you. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Tell so says. Just fucking tell them. I can guarantee that I, I hate to say it like that, but I'm going to just keep it a total bean. Mm-hmm. If a motherfucker want to fuck you, you can tell them the honest to God truth and they're going to figure a way around it because they still want to fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I have a, I have a former friend that, uh, he had no problem with dating somebody who had HIV because he was very educated in, in this and he knew how to protect himself. So that was not something that would steer him away. And especially with the advances, like for people that are negative, um, they have prep to keep you negative and then they have medicine that people that are positive can be undetective so it's not that like i said before it's not that it's not that um same stigma that we were dealing with in the 80s and 90s you can have an adult conversation about this and it not be something that 100% somebody is going to turn or 100% of the time they're going to turn their back on you like it's not it's not that no more. You know what I'm saying? Um, so he says, you have a responsibility to give people the courtesy that wasn't given to you. I agree. Exactly. I agree. 100%. And I mean, like I said before, the shit ain't fair. But life isn't fair. And it just is what it is. It is what it is. But then in the same breath, somebody that's negative, we can't, um, we can't rely on somebody being an adult and telling you their status. You have to ask. You have to ask. And in the way my trust is set up, I can't I can't even take your word for it. So so yeah. Um you know, go go as far with it as you feel comfortable. You know? So Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm just I'm just one of them people that keep it real. I remember and this years ago, this was well over ten years ago. I remember um when I was young, uh, it was a little girl that came on a Sally Jesse Raphael show. She was probably maybe two years younger than me. Um, she she was born with AIDS. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, um, in the early two thousands, um, she started making um uh, more TV appearances because you know she had lived, mm-hmm. and she was saying like you know it's dudes that still want to have unprotected sex with her. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. But she got to tell them. Like, cause they don't, because she a grown woman now, so she don't look like that baby. She mm-hmm. had to tell them, like, I think I'm HIV positive. And they still want to have unprotected sex. So niggas are going to, what I'm telling y'all is people are going to do what the fuck they want to do, but still tell them. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I know who you're talking about, too. Yeah. Because I, I remember she, she went, she hit the whole, um, Daytime talk show market. She was one of those um, AIDS yeah. advocates. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, but I mean, but like I said, in 2023, it doesn't have that stigma anymore, especially that it, especially not the way that it was in the 90s and the 80s, really, you know. So it's it's still a big deal, but um, have the conversation, like just be an adult and have the damn conversation. If you gotta initiate it, initiate it. Listen, if, if if the person don't want to do anything, but you don't want to move forward, then that's not the person for you. Right. And then you just dodge the bullet. Right. You got to understand you're already dealing with a stigma. You're dealing with something that's going to be there for life. So you have to have somebody that is willing to understand that. Right. So if, if they don't want to go there, they don't want to go there. That is 100% fine. Right. Right. It just is Find what it the is. the person that's going to go there with you. Right. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Find the people that want to go there for you. Let me ask I'm you. I'm not saying you gotta settle down. It is like I said. It is it, it, it like it, it's a gang of people that still fuck you if you tell the truth, my nigga. Yeah. Like if a month again at the end of the day, man, I can I I I would be remiss about myself if I didn't tell the truth about how the world works, nigga. Me as the host, Lindsay as the co-host. If we want to fuck somebody, we want to fuck them. We'll figure a way out. Unless it's something that we just can't get jiggy with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, right. that's just what the, that's just how it is. Right. Right. Now let me let me ask you this. Um If you were back out in the dating world, and um you were dating someone um when do you feel that it's appropriate to ask that type of question or when do you feel it's appropriate for that person to disclose that information to you like at what point in the dating process For me, um, for me, that's a diluted question because, um, you know, being in the dating world, I, I can honestly say, uh, when I was in the dating world, uh, sometimes you have chemistry with people and sometimes like, you know, it's just, you know, you got chemistry and y'all just have sex and then y'all just end it right then and there. Um, but for um, the, the times that I have asked people for certain things, it's like, you know, hey, if if I carry a conversation, uh, just, damn, I, I, I just want, I don't want to put myself out there like that, but fuck it, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it a bean, fuck mm-hmm. it. Um, how my life works is, um, my thing was, if I fuck once, um, I'm going to leave it there. I ain't even going to touch. I, I ain't even going to ask questions to be about it. But if we going to continue fucking, that's when we're going to go. Uh, uh, we're going to go check each other out. Make sure we cool. Okay. So. Off the rip. The first time you smash, that's protected. Is that wrong to assume? Uh, that's not wrong to assume, but that I, that I, I cannot lie and say that happened all the time. Okay. All right, so you was just rolling the dice when it didn't happen. 
Uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Some, yeah. I mean, like I said, man, uh, and I'm, I'm not the only person. Like, so I, I don't think, nah, it wouldn't, it, it wasn't nothing like that. But like, uh, sometimes like certain things happen and I'm, I, shit, I'm, I'm not going to act like I wasn't one of them niggas. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can respect that. Um, but, <clears throat> But in the dating world, when, so you would want to, okay, so like the times that you would just like smash and that's just that, it was early on in the dating process. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was early on in the dating process. Okay, so... It was one of those, like, you know, if I smash... Like, so, so say for instance, this this, this was my thing. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, like, I don't give a fuck about... You no, know, I don't give a shit uh, about what people say about fucking on the first night. Like, if you want to fuck on the first night, that's cool. I don't give a fuck about that as long as you protect yourself. I, I am in 100% agreement with that. Mm-hmm. But... After that first night, if you guys continue to be around each other, that's when y'all need to start pulling, uh, start asking questions. Because eventually, y'all gonna start raw dogging. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. That's what I was getting at. Um, excuse me. So you feel like basically you should have that conversation before you start raw dogging, generally. Generally, I it doesn't happen all the time. Right. But generally, you should be like, hey, you no, know, and it it could be it, it it you know some people because you have that trust. Um. Uh, and I hate to say it like that, but sometimes you do have a blind a, a, a blind trust um, with certain people, especially if if you ask a person. Because I can honestly say in certain situations, I'll be like, hey, do you mind uh, uh, going and getting checked out? And if they be like, hell yeah, I don't, I don't mind doing that shit. You want to do that shit? And I'm like, hell yeah. And then we end up never setting that shit up because we just, tr- that like, it was one of those things where we felt like, boom, we both was, we didn't have no problem with, you know what I'm saying, doing it. So we thought each other was good. Okay, I can see, I can see why you would think that. Yeah, it's the ones that you have to question and it'd be a whole discussion that you might side eye. I can see why you would think that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Like I've been in that. I've and I've been in situations where I say that and motherfuckers be like, "Well, I gotta go get checked up, nigga. I ain't no nasty bitch ass, nigga. I only fuck with such and such and such. Ain't nobody got time to hear all that. I don't want to hear about your baby daddy. I don't want to hear about none of that shit. I'm just asking. Right, right, right. And and you know, it it doesn't matter how many people you've been with or anything like that. Like you can get, you can get shit. And just been with one person. You know what I mean? So, um, that was evident in that movie Kids. Do you remember that movie Kids? It came out in the 90s. Um, Kids was one of my favorite movies. Oh, God. All of them niggas was giving each other A. Yeah, because that one guy, he was spreading it around to everybody, but all he smashed was virgins. 
all he smashed was virgins. So like I said, yeah. So like I said, like it, you can be with one person ever. That's the only person you've ever been with and you can get shit. So it really doesn't matter, you know, but yeah, that movie kids was wild. Cause, um, Rosario Dawson was in that movie and she was the slut and her friend had only had sex one time. Again, spoiler alert, but shit, like I said, it's been out since the 90s, so you had time. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was... That movie... I hated the ending. The, the thing that fucked me up was the ending. The ending fucked me up. Yes. The ending really, to this day, still got me shook. That was fucked up. It's like, my nigga, like... My nigga, you would have been fine. Like, damn, like, you would have been fine. You would have been okay. You would have been unscathed. She was telling you no, nigga. Like, what were mm-hmm. you doing? Yeah. Yeah, that was really fucked up. Whew. Yeah. All right. So, um, so, yeah. So, just everybody, just, just be, just be smart about your sexual health. And be an adult and have those adult conversations. Man. You know. Um, so, yeah. So, that's that. Um, the last subject is is pretty light. <clears throat> so, Offset. Um, he just released his new album. Um, he had a song that came out a few days ago. Uh, where the music video was heavily Michael Jackson inspired. It's a cute video, but um, that's not why we're here to talk about Offset. What we're talking about, and we're not even talking about the shit that just happened either. Not even talking about that either. Um, what we're here to talk about is Offset had um, tweeted um, a couple of days ago, and he said, hashtag ask Offset. I'm answering it. So... <laughs> So people, you know, asked him questions and the shit was hilarious. So I'm going to read a few. Did you cheat on Cardi this month? (laughs) What did Sweetie wear when y'all linked up? Somebody answered him and said trench coat and heels. Who are you cheating on Cardi with today? <laughs> uh, um, did you really smash Faith Nakesi in South Africa? Um, did she ever spook you out when you turned over in the morning? Why do you keep cosplaying as Michael Jackson? Why didn't you answer any of my questions? <laughs> uh, hold on. The, 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 the stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there okay. and, then, and, and then say this mm-hmm. for the Michael Jackson question. Because you're supposed to always cosplay as Michael Jackson. Dude, if I was famous, I would try to remake every Michael Jackson goddamn video I ever seen in my life growing up. 
He did at least five of them in the movie. Michael Jackson is a fucking icon. Right, and he did at least five of them in his video. And then in the video, he sounded like Project Pat. Or in the song, he sounded like Project Pat. So you got Project Pat's flow with Michael Jackson videos. But it was cute. It was cute nonetheless. Um... Then somebody That's said, a masterpiece. Right. <laughs> so then somebody else asked, um, what's the best way to hide cheating from my significant other? <laughs> How many more times are you gonna send Cardi back to the surgery table until you satisfied? Damn. Why'd you lie and say you got hacked when you when you got caught cheating. <laughs> Are you encouraging your wife? What else to... am I supposed to say? Right. <laughs> um, Are you encouraging your wife to constantly get multiple back-to-back surgery so she can look like 2008 Michael Jackson? <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> That's Michael Jackson he's bad. He's not doing that because he's not making her smile. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, let's see. <laughs> oh, gosh. All of the women you cheated on your wife with Who's the favorite side piece? <laughs> um, how do you lay down every night and have sex? Man, <laughs> man. So then this one says, um, how do you lay down every night and have sex with such a creature the face only a mother could love? Yeah, I mean. That pussy good. Get the fuck out of here. Like, why are we even asking these questions? Yo, listen, anybody, the person that said that, I don't know you per se. And I and I don't know Offset at all. But I'm going to say this. Your big back ass mama got fucking had you. So why would you ever question some shit? Oh, God. Oh, Sometimes man. niggas don't have to question shit. They Right. Know what it is. Oh, Jesus. All right. Last two. <clears throat> Why you cheat on Cardi so many times? Her pussy game weak? Damn. And then, is it true Sweetie ate a burger while she topped nope. you off? <laughs> That's hard. Oh, Jesus. That's right. hard as a motherfucker. Right. Poor Offset. Poor Offset. But I mean, he opened himself up for it. He did. He opened Just because you got good pussy don't mean that nigga won't cheat on you. I'm just going through my life in general. Like, your (laughs) pussy don't mean that, that a nigga won't cheat on you. Right. Right. You can be you can be like grade A and he's still gonna do what he wanna do. It has nothing to do with the woman they're yeah. with. 
Yeah. Only thing good pussy does, ladies, is if we get caught and you one of those women who want to, uh, who just end it right there. Uh, that's the only time good pussy becomes a problem because we miss the good pussy. Mm. We we miss the the, the, the at home good pussy. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I can honestly say, um, that's that's just what it is. Yeah, like good pussy ain't gonna good pussy ain't gonna make a nigga stay there. You know what makes niggas stay there is good pussy. And them have and, and them uh, being comfortable and getting to relax, um, that's what makes a nigga stay. So good pussy um, attached to a good person. Good pussy attached to a good person. That is exactly what it's. If you got good pussy, plus um, when I come home, I ain't got to worry about cleaning the uh, 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 cleaning up, um, maintaining the house, the shit of that nature, like. If if I gotta do all this shit, then I should do it by myself. I shouldn't have to do it with you. And good pussy don't make me stay here because you know what I'm saying. Because of that, like if I gotta come home um, after working and then take care of everything in the house, um, pay all the bills, and the only thing I get in return is good pussy, I'm definitely cheap. Mm. And there you have it. Welcome to Lily's TED Talk. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> Fuck it. <That> was, <laughs> thank you and welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, that's what it is. Ain't nobody dealing with that shit. Right. Come on, man. I don't give a fuck. A lot of these people, even niggas, niggas, you, you niggas gotta, y'all gotta stop believing that y'all dick is gold. This mm. bitch is going somewhere else. You you sitting in that house, you ain't paying no bills. You clean up when you want to, and you think being a stay-at-home dad is cool. And then you be thinking, well, damn, she don't, uh, we go on trips together with the family, but she be really going on go- girls' trips. And then you realize some of them girls' trips, no girl be on. Right. Right. Not one. Not one. Not one. Mm-hmm. But she stayed. gone. This bitch will tell you she going on a girl trip to Jamaica with her, with her, with her co-workers. And then you and, and then you realize like you you think about it and you like none of these coworkers that she talk about is on this fucking girls trip. Right. Right. Like I'm looking at her page, she's only posting pictures of herself. You know? <clears throat> That's cuz she's 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 uh, she's in Jamaica with dick. <laughs> she on one of them water rafts. But <laughs> but Anywho. You know what I'm saying? She ain't that motherfucker with. That's why she, you ain't, nigga, you ain't paid for lunch in two years. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, that is, um, Ask Offset. <laughs> I didn't see him answer not one, not even the positive ones, so. That's that. So, um, the last segment we have, um, best verse. So with this one, we have the I'm so hood remix. And with the I'm so hood remix, we had Jeezy. 
we had uh, Ludacris. We had Ludacris. Yeah. Yeah, we had Jeezy, Ludacris, Lil Wayne, Busta, um, Busta Rhymes, Fat Joe, Baby, um, and Rick Ross. So out of all those people. And Big Boy. Oh, yeah. How can I forget Big Boy? So out of all those people um, on the remix, who was your favorite? I had two. Uh, um, my two favorites was um, actually Jeezy and Busta Rhymes. Even mm-hmm. even though at the time I was a super Lil Wayne fan, mm-hmm. I realized Wayne couldn't hold a candle to Busta's verse at all. Really? Okay. Okay, so yeah. my favorite was Ludacris. I can see that. I can yeah. see that because Ludacris' verse was really, really lyrical. Yeah. And in the video, <laughs> my my favorite part of the video was Ludacris' part when he grabbed DJ Cali and started shaking him and was like, Ludacris should have been on the original version. Like, I like that. I really did. Yeah. Yeah, I really did. So, um, yeah. And, and honestly, um, my runner up, was baby? I don't know what it was. Baby's I, verse. I really liked was it. Was actually solid. Yeah. Because it was hood. Yeah. Right. It was so hood. It was so hood. Yeah. On the original one, my oh. favorite was Trick Daddy. Yeah. My my favorite was Pies on on the original. Yeah, but, um, on hard. Only, only talking on the remix. It's yeah. so funny. Because I was thinking about it when I was listening to it. This was the only time that Birdman actually outshined Lil Wayne on the track. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Because so, like, when Baby get the rapping and stuff like that, He'll start off good, but then he get to talking about everything he got, and you start losing people when you do that shit. You know what I'm saying? We can only hear different variations of number one stunners so many times. So he did not really do that on this song, and I think that's a probably that's probably the reason why it outshined as much as it did. Only reason, only thing I can say is at that time Lil Wayne was actually writing Baby's bars, and then Lil Wayne was like spitting his bars off the top of his head. So he mm-hmm. actually took time to write Baby shit. Mm-hmm. So and 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 it, and it shows like yeah, it shows like if 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 Lil Wayne said Baby's a verse. We wouldn't even be having a discussion right now because we would have said Lil Wayne had the best verse. Yeah, yeah, that's true, right? Because it's the way it's the way that you deliver it as well. And Lil Wayne has a a unique delivery when he raps that that alone 
he can be rapping one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, you know, and it's going to sound dope because of the way that he delivers it. Right. So, yeah, I get you that. I get you that. But then also, like, we don't really see Baby feature that much, but the couple of times that we do see him feature, he actually has a pretty good verse. So. Yeah, I mean, when you got Wayne writing for you, you got you got to do that. Right, true, true. So yeah, so that's that. Um, I don't have um. Now one thing <laughs> that um, hold on, <laughs> before we get off on that, um, because I, re- I I gotta say this, um, something that Jasmine pointed to, she was like, um, big boy don't get respect for his verse and big boy actually um besides ludicrous um was somebody that rolled the beat perfectly and i had to keep mm-hmm. listening to the big boy and i was like you know what you show right he jumped right in and he just he just coasted his way through that motherfucker and it was really fire yeah i agree i agree i feel like <clears throat> with big boy's verse yeah. it was horribly placed like if he would have had a different mm-hmm. placement on the song, we may pay attention more. Cause he didn't need what six, seven people on the track. We didn't need another verse from Rick Ross. We didn't for real, for real. We didn't need Fat Joe. So you could have eliminated those two and put Big Boy on the end. <laughs> I mean, I get I get why Fat Joe is on the song, but um, I still feel the way I feel. We didn't need Fat Joe, and we didn't need another Rick Ross verse. Like, Rick Ross is on the original. We didn't need him to be back on the remix. So... I just felt I just feel like it got it got to the point where it was just so many damn people that you could have eliminated the two, put Big Boy on the end, and there you have it. I'm so hood. Shout out to DJ Cali for saying nigga on that track. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Back then he used to say it a lot and then they jumped down his throat a whole lot about that, so now he doesn't say it at all. Now, if he can talk to his friend Fat Joe about that. Yeah. Uh, Joe is always gonna say nigga. Yeah. And that's that the part that gonna change, man. That's the part that he, sucks. He believes the Yeah, he just believed Puerto Ricans and Nigga, and he's got a lot of of uh, the white side of Puerto Rico. Right, I think he, I think he's half Puerto Rican, half Cuban. I think that's what it is. But he's not Afro Latino at don't all. It's like nah, nah. Yeah, like he's not Afro Latino at all. And when you hear him argue the point to say the word, you're really trying to all lives matter the fucking word. And it's like, yeah, no. 
Yeah. And then he knows, he knows, I mean, he's, he's mindful of it. He started his bars off with, yeah, nigga. Yeah. But I'm talking about like in like 2023 in this day and age, he's mindful of when he says it. Because like, if you watch him on the verses that he had with Ja Rule, it wasn't until Ja Rule said it first. Once Ja Rule opened the door, opened the nigga door, that's when he started letting him fly. But before Ja Rule said the first nigga, he was not saying nigga. So he's mindful 1,000%. And he, I guess he feel like he got a clearance under certain situations. And it's just like, no, we still... And that's the part that sucks because, like, I like Fat Joe, but I don't like that. And it's hard because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. But I mean, I feel the same way about Cardi. I hate that she says that fucking word. But there's just some songs that I can't just not ever play. Like I'm gonna play Bodak Yellow. But I hate that she uses that word. I cringe every time she says it. Yeah. I just, I'm just one of those people, man. I I, I hate to say it like that, but I'm just one of them people that like truly, um, because um, I just happen to be privileged that some things is in my bloodline. I'm like, damn. Uh, me as a nigga, you know, it's like, the ghetto, like, I understand what it is to, like, being in the ghettos and being in certain areas and, like, they, they, um, you know, they, they kind of formulate to what, um, whatever, uh, whatever they, uh, they get, they ghetto is, uh, made from. Um, I say that, uh, to say this, like, um, say for instance, um, our ghettos, um, they start, um, doing the same thing over in London. Uh, they start, they, they, um, they mimic our ghettos and start putting them in London. Then they start doing doing the things like uh, small parts of Germany and, and like certain uh, uh, certain spots. Then like Puerto Rico, uh, uh, everywhere in South America, they start really like making like um, our versions of what the ghetto was. Like they were uh, typecasting people, putting these, uh, put uh, putting them in certain areas based on uh, based on religion, based on re- He's out everywhere. It, it's um if if you read the uh, new Jim Crow uh shit, uh it, it's a book called the New Jim Crow. It'll tell you about the shit. And it's like, so I get it. I'm like, you know, shit around the world is a bunch of niggas because you know that that's that's what they was trying to make. Mm-hmm. So I get it. At the same time, I will say people got got to be aware of uh um. Especially as a person of color, you got to be aware of how far your nigga can take you. Some some people's nigga don't allow them to be your, your just because you a nigga. The nigga that you are should is uh, uh doesn't allow you to say say it like that. But that's just the truth. It's like yeah, you grew, you you grew up in poverty. You you uh, you. You were uh, uh, discriminated on, on 
because of your color and all that. And then you rise above. And not only did you rise above, you rose above and you start fucking with people that wasn't your kind. What you skin folk. So, but, you know, I digress. That's just how I feel. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Well, that was um our last left for the evening. <laughs> so I don't have um. Yeah, yeah that was yeah that was the last. <laughs> so I don't have um any last words. So Jerry's final thoughts. Take it away. <clears throat> All right, listen. We will, uh, probably got offended about that, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna just end it at this. Listen, I'm not the only person in the world that think that little people have sex, dick, balls, and, and vagina. <coughs> have sex. I have to stop uh, trying to stereotype and put people on. Um, at the end, hey man, everybody be having sex. Y'all gotta let that shit. People with Down syndrome have sex. People that that has autism have sex. Things of that. And they, what I'm saying is, y'all gotta. Y'all be acting like I be on some freaky Jason shit. I just be being 100. This is what happens in the world, y'all. People be fucking. I ain't trying to tell you to go fuck a little person or go fuck somebody with autism. I'm telling you these people be fucking, though. Like, like I don't know how y'all be looking at it a different way, man. I just, hey, listen. This shit be, people be fucking. You be fucking and they be fucking. Stop looking at me like I'm trying to don't put that shit on you. You don't like people with autism. You don't like, like people with autism. You know what? It's other people that do. So it is what it is. <laughs> don't you for putting that shit out there, goddammit. And as always, take care of yourself and others. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That was not on my list of things that I would expect your final thought to be. But I appreciate it nonetheless. So, um, this is episode 94. Of course not. Get out there, man. Yeah, so this is episode ninety four of the issue. People thinking I be trying to, I, I be trying to throw that on people. Like, yeah, go on talk with a, go on talk to an autistic <laughs> girl. Go on talk to a little. I ain't telling you that. I'm telling you these people fucking regardless. <laughs> oh jeez, oh jeez, Louise. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the day, people be fucking shit. And on that note, 
This is episode ninety four. <laughs> this is episode ninety four of the Ish We Talk, and we will see you guys on episode ninety five. Bye. <laughs>